ever worried that you might be the cool kid You wear the latest fashions on top of all the trends Or have you ever worried you were too much in the mainstream Always so generic, more normal than your friends Well we've devised a test to put to rest your fears There's no need to panic if you lend us your ears Tonight you can't sleep easy after all that you've heard Cause if you like the show then you're probably a nerd Sunday. You know what that means? It's time for a new episode of the It's Canon Podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things geek, the podcast where we talk about all things pop culture, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything. Because as the title of the show says, it's all in canon. We're your hosts. I'm Boris. And as always, I am joined by Phil. Help me. I'm trapped in a podcast. I can't get out. Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. Bring out the gimp. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot to get through today. We're going to be talking about cryptocurrencies and IRS oversight. We're going to be talking about a COVID-19 outbreak that could be making things a little more interesting for your electronics. We're going to be talking about life getting back to normal. And there's so much video game news because as we're recording live right now microsoft is having their shindig at e3 so we're going to try to get the news from that also we're going to do a quick news roundup of everything that's been announced so far and our initial impressions we're going to be talking about the cyberpunk hack we're going to be talking about video game systems on your tv we're going to be talking about the return to office plans for Ubisoft and how this is an indication on other video game houses. And we're going to be possibly talking about GameStop. How does all that sound, Phil? Sounds like an awful lot of stuff, my friend. Yep. You know what I'm it's, saying? It's, it's another busy one. It's another busy one. And I will tag on that. And it might be in your news feed. But I didn't hear it in the shout out, but somewhat related to the cyberpunk hack, EA suffered a hack too. Yep. That yep. That 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 that's uh that's a part of it as well. Yeah. It it's crazy what's going on in in that world of things, right? Yep. Yeah, we're also gonna be talking about Roblox and how dumb they are for allowing music. I, you know, what I, I know we talked about Roblox and we're always shocked and in awe of the market share and the power of the developing company. However, it's so funny and, and not in a mean spirited way, but I just find it hilarious that companies like Twitch and Roblox and, and whatnot end up in these little snafus, right? <laughs> And they're not little by any means. It, it's yep. copyright infringement. So yep. here's the it, thing: I like even creators. I don't understand. Like guys, you know the rules. You know better. You should know the rules at least. And then they get shocked when their videos get taken down. Yeah, there's that. 
and then there's just the fact that again creators like the people who make the games know this crap too right they won't want their stuff rift and then yep. here here people are doing it on their presentation you know what i mean and it's like you gotta self-police this a little bit if you create that environment you have to yep. police it well that's the thing right like it's that's that's exactly it like the creators should have not creators like the roblox should stop yeah. people from doing that from the get-go because yep. you know it's 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 like i'm sure they were shocked when they got slapped with lawsuits yeah and i i have i've heard little bits about this and it'll be interesting because i know that they've tried to police this in the past in a very half-assed way yeah is what i'm hearing so but i'm not an expert on roblox i'm just an observer here. yeah exactly that's the thing right like so um but yeah anyways how's everything going phil uh it's going pretty well i gotta say i have been uh hunting down some of my pop culture toys so i've obtained some diamond uh second series uh muppets figures Ooh. just rounding out that collection because they're doing a reissue of the electric mayhem band in december yeah so that means i'm going to get animal and the drums and zeus nice. All, all these guys, right? So, or Electric Mayhem, sorry. Um, so, I'm going to be getting the whole band in action figure form, and these are nice action figures. So, yeah. I'm I'm pretty pleased because they're at a reasonable price right now. Whereas, obviously, when there's shortages, these things start to drive up, etc., yeah. etc. So, but but and and I did procure a more reliable Mandalorian helmet that should be arriving by next week nice and it cost me a lot so i feel like i paid a scalper right that sucks but it sucks but i kind of did it with the first order cap the cardinal helmet mm -hmm. so i i've i dabble in that game because i see these helmets go for let's say the initial run is 180 now 169 mm -hmm. which isn't cheap the, these things used to be 100 bucks yeah. So they release now at 170 Canadian. Wow. And then I notice uh some of my stormtrooper helmets have shot up to about five, six hundred dollars already. Wow. That's crazy. And we're talking like, you know, a few years ago these things were released. So it's not like I buy them to for them to increase in price or thinking of selling them. It's just the fact that now, knowing that the marketplace is like this, I gotta go out and get them. When they're yeah. when they're relatively affordable, yeah, exactly. So I ended up chucking about three bones on this Mandalorian, but it's pretty much a must-have for me. So that's why I'm buying cheap Muppets figures. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, as well, the video games, dude. The video games. I yes. know we'll talk about it more on our review show, but I got the Ratchet and Clank. What's your? I got. Give us a couple sentence review, real quick. And it will go in detail on our review show. It's a lot of fun. And it makes you glad that you own a PlayStation 5. So there you go. And it, it's just a like we were talking about. It's just a fun game. Yeah. Fun game. Yeah. Well done, polished. No crunch on that game. All the staff are self-reporting on Twitter that they did not work overtime. Nobody worked over a 40-hour week Crazy. in the development of this game. That's so awesome. they can be done, they're saying. So I did that. I did the Final Fantasy VII remake uh ps5 upgrade and i chucked for the um for the extra content as well yeah 
Yeah. So because I bought this for the PlayStation 4, I got a free upgrade. I didn't do the free PlayStation Plus. And um, I also downloaded and bought against better judgment last night the R-Types uh, Dimensions 2. Oh, yeah. Which is a PS4 game, but oh, it's pretty and it's retro-y. It brings yeah. me back in time. Because I used to have that on my Sega Master System. So Yeah. I like R-Types. I had to look that up because I remember it, but I don't remember what I played it on. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, what about so- you? How you been doing? I've been pretty good. It's been, it's been going. It's been going. Um, <laughs> finally, on Friday here in Ontario, things have started to reopen back with limited capacity, outdoor only. But you know, it's nice to see, especially being downtown. You know, the city is coming alive again. You know, even two weeks yeah. ago, you would walk downtown, or even in my area, which is downtown, and you know, it was empty still. Friday, yeah. walking around. Just walking. I just wanted to take a walk. Oh my lord! It was just packed everywhere. Traffic already, um, you know. And then, <laughs> yeah, it was just crazy. And then yesterday again, uh, the park uh, around the corner from me just like reasonably packed. Like you know, people are still social distanced, which is great. But it was really busy. Having people having fun, people playing games. Like it's really, it's it's really refreshing to see. Yeah, we're all eager, you know, that's that's what it is. We are all very eager to get back to the camaraderie, the relationships, the communication, and just life in general. So yeah. good for people. I yeah. Everybody stay safe. That's all I yeah. can say. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, and Yeah, I, I talked about this um, on my other show, and, you know, it's like, you know, I'm still being safe. I'm, uh-huh. you know, I'm still limiting whom I uh, interact with. Uh, you know, and, 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 and even, you know, outdoors, we know that it's not as bad, but still, I just want to, I'm, I need to be safe. Like we've gone how long and I, we've been fine. This, this would be like the dumbest, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, yeah. It's like still being safe, but like, you know, just getting out there, just having a little more fun, you know, outdoor hangouts are, are, are I'm okay with outdoor hangouts, hangouts. Like I'm mm-hmm. 100% fine with that. And again, I'm limiting it to the people that I've been seeing here and there. So, you know, yeah. That's and it. and and the Euro Cup is on. Like, let's yeah. face it, Toronto is a city where every single nationality, every single like all around the world. But it's a time like soccer is a time in that city where people really uh, come together. Yeah, and whatnot. So I've always enjoyed that about the sport, and it's part of the the allure. For yeah. myself, I know it's not everybody's deal, but uh, yeah, fun to see England playing this morning. I won't ruin it. Stuff happens, man. It's great. It's fun yeah. to see again. Well, uh, considering the how horrible the tournament could have felt after yesterday's incident. Oh yeah, that was heavy. Yeah, that was heavy. Um, I hope I hope he recovers well. Yeah, And I really respected the crap out of the team and the fans and everybody trying to preserve his privacy. It's so um, tragic to have an event, a health event like that happen in the middle of a pitch while the world is watching. Yeah, It's, uh, you know, I, I'm glad that some people had some good thoughts and please don't retweet the videos or anything like that of it. 
or, or put that stuff out on social media, just respect his privacy and uh, wish him well. Yep, exactly. So I've been getting these ads and emails from Lego. Fuck, I think they got me <laughs> for with another one. Um, the that Ecto one, the Ghostbusters. Yeah. I want that. I want that badly. That's a big car, right? Yeah. Like that's for the new Ghostbusters movie that hasn't yeah. come out yet. Yeah. Because the Lego releases, man, because they have to do production runs. So this this thing happens and they don't care that the movie's not out. They signed a deal. Yeah. So exactly. it's uh it's a nice looking automobile. The only thing that I don't like about it, I like I would prefer for me a um a, a minifig sized one. The right. thing is, like that that scale is huge. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice because of that. Sixty dollars. Yeah, it, it's a big boy. Yeah, it, it's it's ultimately what's keeping me because Lego Ideas, I think, produced a Porsche, uh, a Porsche Turbo, a Taycan Turbo, or something. And I really have seen some amazing reviews of it, where building techniques are just mind blowing. And right. I want to buy it, but it's two hundred bucks, and it's yeah. a big car. Yeah, it's a big car. Yeah, you know, there, there there gets to be this point where you just can't display it all. Yeah, exactly. I'm already at that point. <laughs> You've got like two sets that you haven't built. <laughs> yeah. Oh, three, well, four, three, four, three, 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 three. <laughs> one that but you yeah, built. One I built. Um. Well, one hasn't even come. The Batmobile still hasn't come. Still on back order. That's money in the bank. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, man, what a week, what a week, what a week. And I think we have a lot to get to, so we might as well get right into it because obviously we leave our reviews for review day. Um, So that's usually midweek. I think because of Loki, it's going to be changing when that show comes out. So it's either going to be Wednesday or Thursday, depending on our personal schedules. Uh, So, you know, I think that that's how we're going to move forward. And again, I'm going to remind people. Yeah, I'm going to remind people again that we're going to do our best to give you two episodes a week. It is summer. Life is getting back to normal. We want to enjoy our lives. We want you guys to enjoy your lives. So, you know, we're going to do our best for two episodes a week. But there may be an odd episode here, an odd episode there, where that just doesn't happen. Yeah, it happens, man. What can you say? Not everybody listens to every episode anyway. (laughs) Exactly. All right. IRS, they have asked. Congress for more authority to request reporting on the transactions of cryptocurrency exchanges and brokers earlier this week. The IRS claims they want to use the data uh, it collects to develop regulations for the fast-growing crypto industry. Yeah, and you know, what was it, Venezuela? They adopted it as... El Salvador. El Salvador, sorry. Which, for the record, we talked about last week, and then on Monday, Tuesday... Boom, that news they broke. They did it. Yeah. yeah. So I I looked at that domino fall, just like you predicted, and I thought, now there's going to be regulation. Now is going to be the time that when it gets onto a world stage like that, it's going from the niche to the mainstream. And that means that it's going to get the eyes of Congress and the IRS and everything else. And man, within a week. <laughs> yep. Yep, exactly. Moves. They were all waiting. They were all waiting. Yep. I guarantee you. Yep. So basically, they want any 
crypto wallet wallets over 10 grand with transactions over 10 grand a day to be reported in some shape or form because um, they want regulations they want taxes uh, any transactions over 10k need to um, be reported that's what they're hoping because and, and you know and here's the thing I'm about deregulation but knowing the history of cryptocurrency knowing how it's being used right now the black market you know, anytime that there's a transaction over 10K, you have to, you know, some, some, some eyebrows mm -hmm. can be raised, right? Like, this is the thing. I'm all about cryptocurrency and what it's about and what it does and what it stands for. But the way that it's been adopted hasn't been the, the most uh, legit. We know that it's highly used in the black market, the dark web. Um, so, you know, it's, 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 it's like, it's kind of walking on eggshells there, right? Yep. For sure. Like, and yeah, that's it. I, I love the idea of it. I'm a big supporter of, of it for those reasons that you stated, like just being about something that's new, fresh, original, all that kind of stuff. The, the regulation, I think, just makes sense, though, because it's still currency. It's yeah. still, it still falls in under certain categorizations. The only thing that surprises me every time I read something like this or I'm informed about it is the fact that it didn't previously exist. So yep. then I'm like, what? You know, like that doesn't happen. Like uh, that would be my assumption because you can't bring over $10,000 into or out of a country without having to legally declare it. Like, yep. that, that's a law here in Canada, at least yep. in, I would in most places. States. Yeah. So this is, you know, aimed at trying to get at those money launderers and things like that and people who are doing the bad stuff. I, I'm sure that there's no real reason why you shouldn't be declaring or at least shouldn't be paying on those the transactions that are over that. I know the allure is there to not want to pay anything, but yep. come on, fair is fair. Like if if you did that with another bank they'd they'd be doing it they'd be looking at it so yeah exactly it's interesting yeah, it's yeah that that's at the very least so we'll be keeping an eye on that like the request came out um and that's pretty much that's pretty much what where we're at right now so we'll keep an eye on that we'll obviously yeah. talk about it as news expands all right so okay. moving on and they're just looking right they're just looking yeah right now just looking they've made the request yeah. to the biden administration and we'll see what ends up happening Okay, that's fine. Sorry, you're about to move on, my friend. That's all good. All right, so, um, you know, it's kind of funny cause, because as things are getting a little better here on this side of the world, you know, we were envious of the other parts of the world that were getting back to normal. However, there have been outbreaks here and there. Japan, for example, there have been mm -hmm. outbreaks, especially around the Tokyo area. There's a lot of questions about the Olympics. Um, even New Japan Pro Wrestling and other pro wrestling uh, shows have had to be canceled, had to be moved. Uh, there was a major outbreak within the New Japan roster, um, you know, in, in over the past few weeks. And it seems like everyone's back and at a butt. You know, there's been the sporadic outbreaks. So in, in all of Asia, there have been more and more small sporadic outbreaks. But this one in Taiwan might be a little concerning because it's a hub for chip manufacturing 
um, and and you yeah. know, and, and with other places in Asia, you know, the, the they there could be delays in the supply chain in general. But all eyes are on Taiwan right now. Um, on Saturday, Taiwan's Central Epidemic Command Center announced that there were 251 new confirmed cases of COVID-19, 26 deaths. On Friday, they reported 287 with 24 deaths. Essentially, since May 10th, the numbers have been steadily increasing. And the reason why all eyes are on Taiwan is because, as I mentioned earlier, this is where they make a lot of chips. At the King Yuan Electronics Company, one of the island's largest chip testing and packaging companies more than 200 employees have tested positive for the virus this month alone while another 2,000 workers have already been placed in quarantine and and here's the thing right it's happening in the uk it's happening in everywhere in the world these outbreaks of this delta variant and it's so unfortunate because, yeah, the, the, these countries did such a great job on the initial stuff and they kept the supply chains going and, and, and they've done such a fantastic job. I hope everybody's safe. And I, you know, we already have the semiconductor shortage. <laughs> this is just another <laughs> great piece of news. But it is ultimately about human lives. So I hope those people are safe. Yeah. But I guess, you know, we'll um we'll figure out how to get on with the iPads that are already out there. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing also, you know, the up the vaccine uptake in these countries in Asia like Japan, I think they're at two percent, you know, vaccinated. Like it's something incredibly low. Yeah, that that's something that blows me away because here in Canada We've become probably the strongest country in the world for vaccine uptake, at least on the first dose right now. Yeah. And like we beat the states mm -hmm. at this point. And we beat every country in the world with over a million people. Yeah. Put it that way. So it's, it's, it's interesting to me because I see our cultural response is very slow and methodic. Whereas the states obviously took a little bit bigger of a risk to get their economy going. Mm -hmm. And it blows me away when I look at some of these other countries and I think, oh man, like this has got to be a terrible situation. I don't know what the holdup is. Like, is it that they're just not getting supply Who knows? or is it hesitancy? I just don't know if there's uh, anything else going on there. I just don't know. Right. And it makes me scratch my head because I look at the Olympics going on, you know, taking place over there. And I just think, holy cow, like, like it just sounds like a nightmare yeah. every time they try to address these big events. And, you know, like you were saying about the wrestling stuff and, and now this, I'm like, it, it's absolutely mind blowing. I hope everything gets back to normal soon for yeah. everybody. So um, TSMC which makes chips for Apple, Qualcomm, and many other big tech companies, says it's not yet been affected. But yet. the company already warned in April that chip shortages could last through 2022, and it's unclear how this new outbreak in Taiwan might affect that estimation. Crazy. Crazy yeah. stuff. So Imagine um, a year of, of, of instability in that, in that, in that chain. Yep. So, uh, Malaysia 
they've had their manufacturing capabilities slowed due to COVID-19 recently. Um, the Semiconductor Industry Association says the lockdown will reduce output between 15 and 40% semiconductors. Oof. Like that's a huge blow. And that's already an industry with the knife to its throat. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. holy cow. Like, like you've heard about the fact that Ford and other manufacturers are parking built cars that don't have any computer chips to put in them. Like my they, buddy, he works Ford in Oakville. The parking lots are full of cars that they have to finish eventually. Yeah. It's just nuts. Like, like at the beginning of the pandemic, everybody was, was swimming around with cars on the lots to sell yeah. and nobody wanted to buy a car because nobody was driving anywhere. And now people want to spend the bucks because they saved the money and they can't get the vehicles. Yep. <laughs> it's it is crazy. And the funny thing, too, it, it's got to be infuriating for the production people. My heart goes out to them because the marketing just keeps on going. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? Like they're introducing Ford are introducing new models like crazy. Yep. They, they announced the F-150 Lightning electric pickup truck. Like, and there's no chips. But this right there, <laughs> Phil, is the issue with the way that, you know, I, I for lack of a better term, our capitalism, our flavor of yes. capitalism is going, right? And yep. as I, like, you know, as we've talked about many times on the show, the way that the markets work and the analysts, like, you have to continue moving forward. Like, it's fine. Everything's fine. Like that, like that meme when the guy's in the burning house, like, everything's fine. That's how you have to keep moving forward. Because as soon as you stop, analysts raise a flag and boom goes your shares right like so but this yeah. is the issue right it's like we're moving forward we're moving forward we're moving forward we're moving forward and then but no one's buying anything no one's doing anything like we're so far we're so backed up you know shipping centers in asia they've also been affected by the pandemic uh the the yen tian um, port in shenzhen is at 30 percent of its normal activity yeah it's it, it and that is a problem like i've I've always found it in especially any sales job that I'm doing that I've had where you have like quotas and stuff. It, it, you hit a quota and then it doubles the next month. If you hit yeah. that quota, it doubles the next month. Like it's exponential all the time until yeah. you're out of a job. Yep. And that's the way our corporations and the marketing is stacked, right? Because the funny thing though, too, is that we eat it up as consumers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I've never wanted a pickup truck in my life. Did I get a little bit sweaty overseeing all these electric cyber trucks yeah. and Ford F-150 lightnings and 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 thinking about the possibilities of it and all that and then seeing the price points basically getting down into the $30,000 range on yep. electric or hybrid vehicles starting Ford is introducing a hybrid mini pickup truck, the Maverick, I think. At twenty grand, yeah, like this is insane. It's insanely good in a lot of ways because I think that it means that we move off of the other destructive path that we're on of fossil fuels. You know what I mean? Like that—that's just got no fun for our future or our kids' future in it. Yeah. But when you look at at these new alternatives that are coming up at really attractive price points, 
And the daring play by Ford in this in this move is not many people are doing hybrids anymore, right? The, the talk is all about electric. Full electric at this point. So this is like getting, you know, a, a Toyota Prius in a Ford form yeah. at a lower price point. At so price point. I don't know how good it's going to be or anything, but it's an interesting it's an interesting market to be in. And I just don't know when it's actually going to fulfill itself. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, yeah, we'll see, man. It's 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 absolutely crazy. Like, but um, you know, it's 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 just it's bonkers how the world is going right now. Like, you know, yeah. there's so many sectors that are starting to get back to normal. And again, we're, I'm not trying to do fear mongering right now. Like, this is what's happening. No, no. Something it's major just, happening in the world. Something that affects people who listen to this show affects us because we like electronics. We like those toys. We like stuff like that. And, you know, it's just like, yeah. you know, like I like I mentioned months ago, hey, if you're thinking of buying something, a new TV, a new whatever, you might want to do that now because I still predict prices are going to go up and I have seen prices start to go up. So, you know. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're big geek fans and whatnot. And I, 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 I you know, I, I've just been paying more and more attention to the car market recently, not yeah. that I'm looking to purchase or anything. It's just interesting to observe. I find it's it's fascinating to see like the Tesla plaid yeah. and stuff like that. It's not it's not fear mongering for me, but I just have concern around the fact that these stories keep on popping up and not just on our podcast. I mean, like we're tripping across these things being reported in the news and they're getting more and more mainstream coverage. Yeah. Yep. So I still think this when the mainstream, needs more mainstream gets it, coverage. Yeah, when the mainstream starts really cracking on it, you know, stuff's getting getting heated up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that, that's that's exactly it. So keep a tabs on it, and you know, if you're thinking about doing it, like Boris has stated, and you know, go out and grab it. If you got a check from the government for your taxes returns or anything like that, it might be a good time to just go buy it because. <laughs> There's a whole combination of stuff that's trying to kill us still in this world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, the world, as things are still somewhat restrictive, somewhat, uh, you know, there's still some uncertainty there. Things are still mm -hmm. opening up. We talked about how Toronto's been or Ontario, you know, and then if we take a look at the world, you know, the let's take a look at the, um, the, the, uh, the movie industry, the theater industry, to be exact. F9 mm -hmm. has made $250 million at the international box office already. Um, wow. Variety reported that F9 to date has grossed $203 million in China, where it arrived on May 19th. Other countries in which the movie has been released include South Korea, which is at $17.7 million, Russia with $15.8 million gross. Man, and it releases June 28th here? Yep. It's crazy that it got such a uh which a big leap yeah the timing that. is quite good because i believe theaters mm. are phase two yeah 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 which well it's July good for 2nd. i think it's good for the states because of independence day they're yeah. obviously targeting to have a big weekend yeah. and a big let's all go to the movies now everybody that i know who has seen it online says that that movie is freaking trash yeah. <laughs> So yeah. this is going to be the first turd that turns gold in, yeah. the, in the attempt of the post-COVID era type thing. 
but who knows if it's your thing go enjoy it like honestly it's cars it's explosions it's action i get it It, it's a summer blockbuster and it doesn't have to be the most enlightening movie i guess so if that's your bag go enjoy it and go watch it in the theater if you're okay with you know dank and moist yeah i still don't know where my tolerance is on that because i i can't lie i'm excited to go do some stupid stuff again yeah. i, I kind of miss it i wouldn't mind the experience but at the same time you know like it's interesting because if you watch again i'll, I'll bring up soccer if you watch mls soccer there's certain stadiums that are packed yep. it's packed and then you watch euros and the stadiums are a quarter full Yep. You know what I mean? Like it, it's it's such a wide spectrum that's happening around the world as far as the embrace to normality again. Yeah. It's an interesting thing to watch. If yep. for nothing else, the entertainment. Jeez. Oh, All right. No, man. I just well, mean like it's just interesting to see it. Like, yeah, no, no. I know I know what you mean. It. Just the way yeah. that the the word you used is funny. <laughs> it is entertaining though. I'm like, eh, I I can't lie. I judge a bit of course. <laughs> when I watch baseball or something like that. And I see everybody in Texas without a mask on. It, it's, it's interesting, but yep. good for them. Good for yeah. them. All right. We're going to move on to video games. Cause there's a lot to handle Ugh. a lot to get a grip on a lot to talk about as we talk about video games. And I think the first thing we're going to be talking about is cyberpunk and CD project red. As you know, earlier this year, there was a major hack. Um, they, CD Projekt Red, that is, didn't give in to the hackers' demands. So data was sold. Um, and CD Projekt Red essentially this week uh, confirmed that, yes, data has been sold. Yes, data is starting to show up. It can't confirm the exact contents of the data being circulated, but it believes it relates to its games, contractors, current and former employees. It also warned that the data may have been manipulated with or tampered with. Ugh, it's not good. I feel bad. That company has <laughs> taken it up the hooper this year. Like it's it's been an all-out assault on CD Projekt Red, and I don't know how anybody justifies it, but it's the way of the world i guess i i don't know i don't know about the ethics of well i know about the ethics of it but i don't know why they're such a popular target i really don't it's they, they were the punching bag right yeah well they really got hit out of all the companies though like we've talked about on here before so many companies have wronged me in the past where i yeah. feel that chip on my shoulder about products that i've purchased that did not work that still do not work and they seem to escape it. They seem to, to be galvanized by it. Whereas you look at CD Projekt Red, okay, they made a mistake. They they yeah. pushed the envelope. All right. But they came out, they said it. They did everything that they could to mitigate it. They, they're doing everything that they can to fix it. Yeah. And yet they are, like you say, the punching bag. So. Yep. Yep. That's Tyler who just messaged us. <laughs> can't hear us yet <laughs> <laughs> love it yeah so that that to that that adds to the list so in the past year alone um valve capcom nintendo ubisoft all 
have been hacked, including CD Projekt Red. There's one more name to add to the list, Phil. Philip. Philippi. Uh-oh. And it's our favorite loot crate company. That oh, is yes. Electronic Arts. So, it's so Friday, funny that Tyler messaged us while we were talking about CD Projekt Red. I know. <laughs> it's like it's like he just it just heard. It's like, oh. ESP. <laughs> yeah. So but on yes, Friday, EA. EA confirmed that hackers stole a massive amount of data from the video game publisher. Dark Web Forum poster claimed to have obtained 780 gigabytes of data in the attack, including source code for FIFA 21. EA's Frostbite engine used by FIFA, Madden, Battlefield, Star Wars Squadrons, and Anthem. Uh, They put out a uh, statement. We are investigating a recent incident of intrusion into our network where a limited amount of games, source code, and related tools were stolen. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Limited amount. (laughs) 780 gigs. Here's the thing. Um, Apparently, I've been doing some reading. And the hackers were able to use a unused Slacker, Slack account to oh gain access to the network. Wow. So yeah. like a default admin password type thing that wasn't updated or changed yeah. or used. Or an employee that left, right? And right. They, 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 they knew what this employee's passwords was, was for everything. Found out this employee worked at EA, got access to their slack once you're in slack you chances it's not hard to get into the actual network yeah yeah that's crazy just crazy i i don't know i still am curious all right i i'm ignorant on this i truly am ignorant on this what's the point in having the source code what's 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 the what's the grift nothing it's just they want to see how it's done oh okay Literally. Fair enough. Oh, Remember, hackers right. are hackers. They're hackers going to I hack. know. They're, they're, they're a curious bunch. That, that, and yeah. that's fine. Like, and it's funny that you say that because, like, here's, you know, source code is an attractive target for hackers because it describes exactly how the sausage is made. Why pushing this button disables that trap or exactly where on uh, an opponent's head your bullet must land? Blah, 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 blah. Source code has the potential to threaten mm-hmm. the integrity of online video games, servers, and players' security. So, it, you know, it's, 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 they're looking at source code, seeing how it's done because it's fun, and then they're just continuing to, you know, and 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 this can ultimately affect games that are already out there in the wild, right? Yeah, and I also think that it probably comes into play. Well, maybe those attacks back in the day over Christmas. Remember when Xbox Live used to go down and PlayStation Network? I think those were mostly based on DDoS attacks. But um, I can imagine when they see the vulnerabilities in the source code of things, and that that makes deceptive takedowns a little yeah, easier. Exactly. When they have Stuff access like to the source code, they could easily see what makes the game function and how they could adapt their cheats to the game, say Overkill Labs. Wow. If the game had anti-cheat, for example, they could easily see a way around using this. Right. Okay. That makes a lot of sense then, I guess. But yeah. yeah. Uh, wow. Well, I hope they figure out the source code on those fucking loot boxes. <laughs> that's literally the first thing i thought of yeah it, it's like oh boy everybody we got dirt coming <laughs> yep. it's gonna be like there's an algorithm called screw the kids <laughs> <laughs> operation fuck everyone yeah operation empty wallet <laughs> 
Love it. All right. Uh, So, EA is not the only video game publisher in trouble right now. The National Music Publishers Association has sued the popular gaming platform Roblox for copyright and infringement on behalf of several music publishers in a lawsuit seeking $200 million in damages. The association alleges that Roblox actively encourages its players to utilize music from artists like Imagine Dragons, Ed Sheeran, Ariana Grande, and others without paying appropriate licensing fees. Yep. Um, Yeah. It's like the streaming wars and everything like that. You're putting music on the back of your stream. You're putting music on the back of your Roblox. I know that it's targeted at a pretty young audience. Yeah. So I'm, I'm somewhat glad from what I understand about all this, that they didn't target the actual users who posted the stuff. Yep. They are going after Roblox for not policing it, I guess. They accuse Roblox of preying on its impressionable user base and their desire for popular music, teaching children that pirating music is perfectly acceptable. Yeah. um, I gotta say, like, as content creators i use that in quotes we're very careful about music mm-hmm. and it's why we don't have music playing in the background i've been asked yeah why don't you guys play like lo-fi or something in the background no it's because there's no unless i know where it comes from it's not coming on our shows maybe a 30 second hit um and that's what we're allowed but you know i'm very careful about what we play for yeah there are time. some like freely licensed but still even though claiming that yeah but somebody claiming that it's freely licensed and it actually being freely licensed are two different things because i i find that people not everybody but i find that people can misrepresent things on the internet and they can say things and they think that that makes it true yeah exactly. it's not right it's like once you get that takedown notice you know yeah <laughs> The lawsuit states that Roblox has hired more than a thousand human and moderators to review each uploaded audio file into its system and that searching for certain artists' names in the game is prohibited. However, plaintiffs allege that Roblox has allowed loopholes to its process, saying that users can instead search song titles or partial terms rather than artist names to successfully upload copyrighted music. Roblox is aware of this wide practice and has nonetheless conditioned its users to believe that making minor modifications to an audio file nullifies copyright protections. Ugh. Oh, that's dangerous. <laughs> how many how many court cases do we see on copyright infringement throughout the years on just a slight modification to music does not negate a copyright claim. Yeah. Does exactly. not. Like, holy cow, just even look at the verve, right? Yeah. Bittersweet symphony. Like, yeah. Boom. I'm sorry, but taking a clip that short, yeah. if it's identifiable, man, it's still it's crazy to think that. So this is really just an education event that's going to cost a company that makes a lot of money a lot of money. So <laughs> That's exactly it. This One. is just, you know, when I look at Twitch and I look at the heat that Twitch takes... And the reaction of Twitch, the overreaction or the, you know, the lack of care and the seemingly endless pockets that is Jeff Bezos. I just kind of snicker at it. I'm a little more concerned about it with a company like Roblox. Um, 
because 200 million is is enough to to hurt any company of that size yep. i would think yep. like it's enough to at least make them feel it so i know they're gonna spend at least that defending it or trying to make it go away yeah so ah uh, i just hope it doesn't go down to the users i i really yeah. think that especially for this right like yeah this is this is just really bad management yeah that's all Police. And it seems like, like the, 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 the people putting up the lawsuits seem to understand that and know that. And they know that they're going to, they don't want to shit on their consumers as well, right? Like people could be get pissed yeah. off. And then it's like, fuck you guys. Yeah, imagine you're like this huge Imagine Dragons fan. And okay, that like, one person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're like doing your Roblox, whatever that means. Right, and you're doing it. You're publishing it. And you're just like worshiping them, and then they sue you. Because <laughs> yeah. in effect, that's how you're gonna feel. As, Look how as many a, Metallica fans got sued in the Napster yeah. days. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, I'll, I'll, I will tell you this little story about w- when I was younger, and Pearl Jam got into a big tiff with with Ticketmaster. Mm-hmm. Right. Back in the day, they decided that they didn't like Ticketmaster's practices and they stopped touring for like a year or two. Mm -hmm. And what happened was, is the strongest fan bases in the world emerged to be somewhere in Japan and Toronto was number two. And what Pearl Jam promised when they came back was going to be, we're going to tour the cities that that listen to our pirate radio casts and, and all this kind of stuff. So what happened is, they they played the Maple Leaf Gardens at the time. And if you remember, the Gardens was around the corner from the Phoenix, and I used to live there on weekends. Yeah. And I walked down, and I just wanted to ask a scalper. I was with a buddy, and I just wanted to ask a scalper how much tickets were for the Pearl Jam show, because I'm a big Pearl Jam fan. So I went down, asked a scalper, and the scalper was like, a thousand bucks. And I'm like, what? Like, for the shittiest seats, you got a thousand each? And the guy's like, yeah, that's how much you're going for. And here's the thing. I didn't realize all this was about scalpers, right? So yeah. I was just going down there to ask, not having any money in my pocket beyond what I was going to drink that night. Yeah. And um, a lady comes up to me and she goes, the tickets are free if you come with me. And I'm like, all right. So me and my friend are just looking at each other going, well, we're two fairly large guys. So I don't think we're in any imminent danger because this girl looked like a little pixie. Mm-hmm. And we walked along with her and here it is on college street. She pulls out a huge roll of tickets and she gives us each a ticket for floors. Wow. And she says, give me your hands. And we give her our hands and she marks an X on them. And she goes, these tickets are provided by Pearl jam to keep you from buying from scalpers. We want you, the condition of accepting this ticket is that you never buy from scalpers again. Wow. And I'm like, I'm on, I'm okay with that. And you know what? We went in and we're basically walked right by the dressing rooms and everything. We're on the floors in the front quarter of the show and watched Pearl Jam. And it was to the point where Eddie Vedder, at the end of the show, he said, we have to stop. We're contractually obligated to stop for the crew. So he's like, what I want everybody to do is we're going to turn up the lights and we want to keep on playing for you guys. So we're going to play while you guys leave. Wow. And they all had bottles of wine that they were drinking and they played yellow lead better while we walked out. That's and it was insane. just the most insane night of my life as far as concerts go. That's crazy. 
That's so it just made me think of, you know, you bring up the Metallica thing and I'm like on the counterpoint, there are good bands out there with just that treat their fans like gold. So good for them. That's amazing, man. Holy crap. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. It was mind blowing. (laughs) (laughs) And I got to tell you, whatever they were smoking was great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. All right. So the future of video games we've been talking about this we even talked about it last week because we both firmly believe that the cloud is going to be the place and that seems to be mm-hmm. what's happening because this week alone google stadia has announced or google has announced that stadia will be coming to more android devices and tvs later this month and then the big one which i'm not shocked on but still a big announcement. That is that Microsoft is working with TV manufacturers to make an Xbox app available on devices soon. And here's the amazing thing. Google's already done it. Yeah. Right? They've already launched launched Google Stadia in LG TVs. This is the thing that's blowing me away about the unfairness of the media right now, especially in video games. Yep. It's because that's the headline that I've seen nonstop. And rightfully so. It's a great thing for Microsoft. It really is. But let's not tout them as paving the way. Maybe maybe their gravitas is higher. They're going to they're going to pave the way in the sense that Sony and, and other companies are going to look at this as a threat, whereas they don't perceive Stadia as a threat. But my God, there is such weird media coverage yep. about Google, right? About yeah. the Stadia piece of work. I still see people shitting on it. Of course. Like in the video games industry. I, I It takes so much crap. Like somebody yesterday on one of, one of the shows I watched just took like an open shot at it. And I'm like, dude, you look like such an ignorant right now. Yeah. Like the fact that he's saying that there's no games on it. I'm like, almost every game that I have on my PS5 is available on Stadia. Hmm. Like it, it's nuts. Like, and you really see it in Ubisoft's kind of of approach that they announced yesterday hey look it was underwhelming for me everything that ubisoft did but almost everything that they've done this past week is embracing google stadia yeah they've announced the the ubisoft plus stuff that's going to more countries around the world uh stadia is now going to be working on the the google tv dongle that you and i have that's coming june 23rd along with those other android devices they're getting a lot of penetration into existing TVs, yeah. existing entertainment. And yeah. the thing is, is that you can start using your controller, uh, your cell phone as your controller. Yeah. So it really is a no barrier entrance. Yeah. So it, it's it's the way to go. And I'm looking forward to Microsoft uh, following up and doing their own thing in that space, too. Well, it's funny. Like, I'm not trying to shit on Microsoft. They're, it's they're funny because innovate. not only are they working on an app, Phil Spencer also hinted at Microsoft's own Xbox streaming stick. Um, and this seems to be a reality sooner rather than later. Yeah, you, you have to believe that they are driving this hard because this is the vision that's keeping the entire Xbox division afloat, in my opinion. Yep. As far as progression, because their console, as great as it is, doesn't really have the software support but to become the actual video game netflix yeah is got to be alluring and and getting it to more people without barriers is man it's a crazy proposition 
because yeah. it's that's money for nothing right yeah. you you're you've already bought your tv mm-hmm. you don't need a huge buy-in you're just going to keep subscribing and that's where microsoft make out like bandits yeah like we've said for the past year on the show right like every it's funny everything that we've like it you don't you don't have to be a fortune teller to know that this is where the industry was going but it was just something that i really wanted to push out there because it's going to happen a lot quicker than even we think and we're seeing it now like right you know yeah it's really happening for everybody right now and and the the funny thing is is that like i say it's it's no barrier it's great you just need the internet right that's exactly it you know and even then like you know the internet is becoming cheaper. Like, look at the Rogers Ignite. You get, mm-hmm. you know, what is it, a thousand down, five hundred up, and it's like, yeah. it's not that expensive because it's that's the basis for their IPTV service. Yeah, no, which it, it's which literally, it, like, I'm watching. Like, I have two screens, basically split into quarters. I have the news, I have uh, Discord, and the recording. I have our mixer. And then on the far right, I have my TV on the baseball game. Yeah. And you know what? Like I'm on Bell and my Bell 5 TV comes in. It splits. It does IP splitting. Yeah. So I got a 50 meg, 50 meg pipe for TV. Yeah. And I've got a wireless TV box so I can move yeah. my TV anywhere. Yeah. And I, I, I've got a 50 megabyte uh, download and a 10 up or 20 up. There you go. So it works out great. Like the internet's fantastic. I can't wait. I can upgrade those speeds. Yep, exactly. But, you know, I'm looking forward to more 4K. But yeah. yeah, and that's that's the that's the thing, right? You just need that, and you're gaming. So yep. it's a great world, people. Hardware, Enjoy hardware it. is going to be a thing of the past. I think. I don't know what I, you know. It's here's the thing. I think. What do you I think, think Sony's gonna response collect? is going to be? Yeah, well, that's that's the great thing about Microsoft making this move in the space is that it's going to provoke Sony, right? But I do think that physical consoles will always have some type of tangibility because people like to collect the physical disc. Yeah. Right? That That's an undeniable market. As long as the economics hold, then that's it. But that being said, almost all my games are digital. I don't buy physical games that much. If I didn't share games with my nephew i would never get physical but if there's a game that i know that he's going to want to play or try out i get yeah. a physical you know but outside yeah, of that i would just get digital i try to buy to be honest uh with nintendo i try to buy physical just because i find that nintendo games hold their value well yeah and they're they're not discs yeah. So they don't scratch or anything yeah. like those little cartridges are, are just freaking fantastic. Yeah. And I figure there's going to be a huge nostalgia future in that. Even yeah. maybe with myself. I don't know. Yeah. But exactly. my preference is to do it that way. All right. So before oh, we get to yeah. E3, we have one last thing to talk about. And this is kind of gives us indication of what the return to work plans are going to be. Um, you know, and, and we've talked about scheduling and delays and all this. But, you know, this is I, I think this kind of sets sets the sets something in motion uh, so Ubisoft has essentially said that um, it is taking a hybrid approach to working from home versus an office the decision of a particular role to be remote or an office or a mixture of the two 
will not entirely be up to employees. However, Ubisoft explains in the statement that um, you know that that they're going to be working with their employees to see kind of you know what they're comfortable with. So this is the statement that they have sent out to media like ourselves and to um, their employees. After conducting surveys and consulting teams across the organization, Ubisoft has decided to implement a hybrid approach to working arrangements that will enable the majority of its employees to spend time both working from the office and working from home. Ubisoft's statement reads, To account for the variety of job families, locations, and preferences of our teams around the world, each studio or office will tailor its policies um, to its respective needs. Going forward, we plan to continuously monitor and adapt this framework to ensure that we are achieving our goals of having healthy and happy teams and maximizing our collective efforts to create innovative, great games for our players. Nowhere in this statement did they say bug-free, but that's... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so there you go. You know, and, and then again, this isn't a surprise, but you know, companies are really starting to get stuff in order... Even some of my customers are starting to send us notices on like what the rules are, of you know to visit their locations and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So you know things are really starting to 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 heat up. Like you know everyone's really yeah. getting ready for the grand reopening of the world. Yeah, you know my company too. We call it future of work. I've seen that term thrown around a lot, and we are you know looking at hybrid models as well. Um, and I think that that's just. You know, really, corporations are sitting there looking at overheads. And this past year has been a lot of corporations taking, uh, uh, being hit like punching bags for rent overheads and, and space overheads. And when they look at the profitability of the company, either it dipped or it didn't, or whatever the scenario is, they're weighing the two against each other. Yeah. And that's where the decision comes in because they go, well, we're doing pretty well and everybody's working from home now certain jobs yeah it's good if they come in a little bit it's good if they work from home it's good if whatever the the whatever works for them and the employee right so you look at all that and you go hmm, we can save a lot of money we can cut down on on space we don't need these regional offices to be as big as they are type thing and they're making decisions that work for them and work for the people in in some ways hey look i'm excited to get back in the office but in other ways it's been a good ride at home too yeah you know it's i'm i'm on the on the fence about it all about how i feel about it and i'm looking forward to to we've decided that we're going to be doing a two days a week one Mm -hmm. to two days a week into the office that's not bad. Uh, yeah, I, I can't complain. I'm just yeah. like, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody. Yep. But as well, nothing in my job needs me to be somewhere. I yeah. got to be just in front of a terminal. Yeah. Right. So funny. That's the thing. Like, I don't have an office to go to. My office is in Montreal. Like, I don't need, like, for me, it, it is what it is. I've been, I've been working remotely since 2015 now. So it's all the same yeah. to me. Um, you know, outside Crazy. of the constant travel that I do. Right. But that's, you know, that's between me and the customers as opposed to me and my, uh, the office. But even uh, like, I think they will also take in a hybrid approach, seeing that they are in Montreal where Ubisoft is located. And all I know, all these companies kind of talk to each other in some shape, way or form. 
Yeah. Well, and and press releases like this help other companies too, even if they don't talk to them, right? Yeah. In in identifying strategies and whatnot. So it's uh it's an interesting spot. I'm I'm eager to get back to it. And again, I will take this opportunity to wish everybody to be safe yes. <laughs> throughout all this. Exactly. So all right. It's time for the main event. Something that I love talking about. And it's kind of funny because like I feel so so pessimistic about all this because it's just like, you know, as we've been talking about for the longest time with delays and whatnot, it's like, okay, everything that they're, they've are they been announcing, when are we actually going to be seeing this stuff? Like, when is this stuff actually going to be released? And like, what's going to be the final product? Like, that's the pessimist in me. But the fan and the optimist in me, I like E3. It's, it's nice to see where the video game industry can be heading, right? So... Yep. This is what we're going to do. We're going to go day by day. I've compiled a list. Um, I've spent way too much time on this list, but I've compiled <laughs> a list of announcements and, you know, we'll, we'll kind of just chat. So on Wednesday, June 9th, EA revealed Battlefield 2042. Man, that's how yeah. I feel about it. Well, we talked a little bit about it on, the, on, on our midweek show. I I I have I do stand corrected. Apparently, that was in game footage. All right, so um, I have no desire for it because the the true tragedy in all this is that there's no campaign mode. So therefore, you are paying next gen prices for a multiplayer only game, and yeah. that to me is absolute garbage for Especially me. Especially when you have uh, Call of Duty Warzone for free. Right, like mm -hmm. that's ballsy, yeah, guys. I, it, it's it's an incredibly audacious like confirmation. So yeah. whatever, it, it it is the way the industry's going. I'm not gonna lay it right on Battlefield or EA, but I'm just gonna say that it, it definitely perpetuates a a movement in the industry that I do not like one bit. It negates yeah. a lot of development yeah. to me. It just means that all we're doing is open arena PVP crap. Yeah. Not interested. Thanks. Same but here. No thanks. Same here. I know there's, it's never going to completely shift to that, but you know, I think there'll be certain titles that will only be that. Yeah. Anyway, so, so that's Wednesday on Thursday. Thursday was a pretty big day because we got, let's see what we got. Xbox sets out xCloud and Game Pass expansion plans. So that's when they announced that the TV and uh, streaming stick. Uh, Xbox wants to release a game a quarter and will buy more studios. They announced that. That's an interesting one. So once a, uh, once a quarter, once every three months, Xbox wants to release an Xbox exclusive. It's a good goal, but at the same rate, when you start setting goals like that, to me, quality is what suffers yes so it just means that you're doing production for the sake of production yep and that to me i you can sense it as a customer you need to have passion in your project and that's just a factory hopefully yep. they avoid that but it just sounds like it's got the trappings of it but well look at call of duty right ever since what <laughs> modern warfare 3 it's been one call of duty game a year and, and yes, by different studios, but still, your studio coming up once every two or three years, um, you know, you already sense that it's like, look, look how long people have been saying that these games haven't been good. 
Yeah, and it's the same thing with FIFA. Yes. And Madden. Yeah, all the and sports all games these, and stuff. All these perennial games, right? It's just the same game over and over and over again. And they can be good, they can be bad, but they're still going to penetrate the market in the same way. And I'm a sucker for it because I want the new updated uniforms or the new teams that get added or whatever the situation is, you, you, you end up justifying it at some point. But it's not a good feel, man. I, 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 the only reason why it works that Xbox is saying this is because they've done such a crap job of it so far. That's like, what, that's 100%, That's exactly where I was going to go with this. Is I feel because you know for the longest time Sony and their exclusive just dominated, just 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 killed Xbox. So this is Xbox yeah. just trying to respond to that. Yeah, the Xbox got owned yeah. <laughs> on on that front. Like it, no no two ways about it. And and I think the real nail in the coffin was Horizon, New Dawn. Right when that came out. There was so much doubt about it, and mm-hmm. it ended up being a bona fide, like, triple A masterpiece. Yeah. And it was just like, it came out of nowhere from a Sony owned studio. You know, you can look at God of War and stuff like that, and you know, shit's going to be good. Yeah. Right. But when, when you get the sub companies, like the ones that are a little bit lower on your on your deeper in your batting order type thing coming up and hitting grand slams like that that's got to really hurt microsoft because you know at the same time that that's coming out their big release that year was crackdown 3 triple a yeah, exactly like it was garbage in a, on a screen it was pure trash yep so exactly it was boys boys against men yep all right Coach Media unveils new publishing label with nine games. Coach Media had a segment during Summer Games Fest devoted to its new publishing label, Prime Matter, which will handle Payday 3 and a new game in the Painkiller franchise. Ah, interesting. I've never played the Payday games. They always look interesting, yep. but they, they look like a poor man's GTA. But I, I to be fair, Payday 3, hey, is... is more games than we've had from Rockstar on the GTA front. Yeah. In like eight years, nine years now. So. Uh, it's 2012, 2013. 2013. Yeah, it, came up, it came out for PS3, man. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, Frontier prepares Jurassic World Evolution 2. Uh, that's the, the, the park simulator. It's going to be out on yeah. PlayStation, Xbox, PC. Death Stranding director's cut is coming to PS5. Yeah, that that that's that's a thing. That's a thing. I, I know. I was excited for you. I, I'm excited too to to at least maybe re-examine being a FedEx man again <laughs> in a creepy world. But yeah, I saw the little thing with the box and the homage to Snake, mm-hmm. <laughs> and yep. I was just like, eh. You know what? They had a good soundtrack. Yeah. Great soundtrack. <laughs> it's a weird game. Yeah, it was a good. It was a weird game, but yeah. that, that's Kojima's like that. So that exactly <laughs> Kojima in a nutshell. Um, just dude, just 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 get us a new game. Anyways, um, Borderlands spinoff, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is due early 2021. Yeah, that one surprised me, and, and like the voice cast in that is nuts. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. So, um, so 
I even took notes on this, my friend. So Tiny Tina's Voice performer Ashley Birch is joined by Andy Sandberg, Wanda Sykes, and Will Arnett. Yep. It's it's going to be crazy, and I'm excited because it's not, it's not an add-on. It's its own game. Exactly. So apparently it's going to be like a D&D, a little more... A little more magic type fantasy stuff in the Borderlands verse type yep. thing. And Tiny Tina, T- Tiny Tina is just a lot of fun in that franchise. Yeah. So she's always been a character that guiltily makes me laugh and cringe because she's so offside on almost yeah. everything she says. It's dirty <laughs> and it's wrong and it's funny. So and she loves explosions. So I find that she's performed really well. And yeah, I'm looking forward to the game. Gotta say, yep. that was one that pleasantly surprised me. And it's 2022. It's coming out, hopefully. 2022. Next yeah. year. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, they didn't give a date, but nope. they said They said early 2022. Yes. There is early. a date attached to this next game. And for a lot of people, this has been a nice, pleasant surprise. A good-looking game that is Elden Ring the cross-generation game from software from software and George R. R. Martin um, and that's coming out January 21st 2022 I hope it makes its date <laughs> right <laughs> but yeah the, the more of these games out there the, the the even if they don't hit for me they're gonna affect the industry and maybe generate some new ideas so Bring it on. Yep. Yep. Uh, Friday. Friday was kind of a slower day. Uh, Co- Coach Primetime Show lays out lineup Kings Bounty 2 to launch August 21st. Um, so Coach Media's Coach Primetime Show also shared details on Brass Token Survival Horror, The Chant, War Horses Kingdom Come, Deliverance on Switch, uh, Recon's Action Adventure Final Form, Massive Work Studio Sci-Fi Action Game Dolmen, uh, Mad Head Game Sci-Fi Adventure Scars Above, Dark Crystal Game Sci-Fi RPG Encased. Um, that's pretty much it. There's a Dark Crystal game coming out? Another yep. one? Yep. Ooh, yep. Well, you know what? I was about to blow all that off, and then you hooked me. I know. So now I'm like, hey. I'll keep an eye out for it. I, 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 the last one was a tactics game, the Age of Resistance one. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't great though. So, eh, good for them. Yep. You know, so it's a slow Friday at the E3. Yep, exactly. <laughs> uh, Saturday, um, there was just a lot of announcements about studio shifts, indie games, blah blah blah. Uh, Ubisoft, Ubisoft. Dates. Ubisoft yep. dates Riders Republic and Just Dance 2022, so that was big there. Yeah. Um, and they also what was what was the yeah other well, stuff? here's the, the, the one so yeah. that Just Dance uh, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora closes Ubisoft's forward. Ubisoft ended its showcase with its first glimpse of its Avatar title Frontiers of Pandora, powered by the Snowdrop engine. The game is due to release 2022. And on Stadia. And yep. only next gen. Yeah. So interesting stuff there. They, I did watch that presentation, a lot of it, and they're changing up Rainbow Six, which well, I don't know how the fan base is going to react to yep. that. Rainbow Six Extraction due September 16th, 2021. Yeah. It's a new entry into the 
franchise. Um, we'll be bringing Alien Parasites to the series. The three-player co-op title will be released on September 16th, 2021. I gotta say, all right, I tried the other Rainbow Six where it's all PvP mm-hmm. and team-based stuff. I was horrible at it. It it was such a frustrating experience. I shit on it, gave it up. Mm-hmm. Now this, I did kind of get a little bit giddy about because it looks like very similar to a Divisionist type mm-hmm. thing, and mm-hmm. it's going to be against aliens, which has kind of got that horror sci-fi <laughs> fantasy thing going on. But I don't know how the Rainbow Six, because that's a really loyal fan base. Yeah. That loves that game, right? Like that game has been going, it's been popping for a number of years now. So I, I'm curious to know from that fan base how they feel about the change up because they were really selling it yeah. in the presentation. Yeah. And they also announced that, um, you know, the guitar thing that they do, the mm-hmm. Rocksmith or whatever, mm-hmm. and they used to have to get a MIDI converter, the USB to MIDI thing and put on your guitar. That's now, literally the next thing I'm going to talk about. Oh, okay. Okay. So go <laughs> Rocksmith ahead. returns as a subscription service. Publisher also unveiled Rocksmith Plus, a new entry in the guitar and bass learning franchise, which will be accessible via a subscription service and lets players connect their instruments to PC, console, mobile. Yeah. Like this is this is the craziness that it is. You can play your existing instrument. Yeah. You don't like it's not the cheesy guitar hero guitars yeah you're actually learning to play songs but here's the killer even if you don't have a, a microphone a usb microphone you can use your cell phone as the microphone yeah and it's going to record you playing guitar and actually track it in the software yeah so that it can tell when you're getting the notes right when you're getting them wrong Everything like that. So that seems like a great way to teach people how to play instruments. So I'm excited about what that means in the bigger picture of just talent, of yeah. just people, you know, getting better at instruments. Yeah. So I, I kind of applaud it. I know it's subscription. And there's a another subscription that we need. But I just think for kids learning how to play guitar and instruments like that, it, it's just fantastic. So. I wish I had something like that when I was growing up. And the exactly. amount of magazines that I had to read tab from. Yeah. Same here. Uh, Ubisoft unveils Mario plus Rabbids sequel, Sparks of Hope. Yay. That's due 2022 for the Switch. Um, Devolver Max game. Pass plus showcase features promising new indie games. Um, then... Gearbox shows off Tribes of Midgard, Tiny Tina, and Ports Godfall to PS4. Yeah, Godfall is an interesting game. Yeah. I, I, you know how your first console game is always your mistake? Yep. <laughs> that was the one that I knew when I ordered it. <laughs> I'm just like, let's just get out of the way. I'm going to shit the bed on this one. <laughs> yep, exactly. And, I, it it's got playability issues. It looks great though. It, it's your classic la- launch game. Yep. I guess right. there's enough people who want to play it that's like going to PS4. So good for them. Yep. And then um, on Sunday, June 13th, so earlier today, Sea of Thieves and Pirates of the Caribbean crossover coming June 22nd. Um, so that's 
if I, I personally don't understand the appeal of Sea of Thieves, but it's there. People are going to like it. Yeah, it, it, again, another fan base uh, that I don't necessarily understand. I hate pirate games in general. Same. However, I played, what was it, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, and I completed that game. Really? For some reason, it really resonated with me. Don't know why. But it was kind of nice wandering around in the nice blue waters <laughs> and the, the shanties and all that stuff. It, it actually, I was in a moment, I was vibing with it. So that's yeah. what the kids say now. It was and vibing then, with it. Bethesda Starfield will launch November 11th, 2022. And that's an Xbox exclusive, is it? Uh, this game is console exclusive to Xbox Series X and S yeah. and is also coming to PC. Launching November eleventh, twenty twenty two. Previously, that was supposed to be for everybody. Yep. And then Bethesda got bought. So yep. That looks like the game that if Halo doesn't do it, then that looks like it's going to be the game that will make me buy an Xbox. Yep. All right. So this is breaking news. As we were recording, I've been still searching for stuff and compiling a list <laughs> of that Microsoft presentation. So Starfield. As we just talked about, Halo Infinite. So Microsoft confirmed its next-gen Halo game, Halo Infinite, will, in fact, launch this fall as planned. The company showed off some new footage of the game, though didn't offer much detail beyond saying it'll be the greatest challenge yet. For who? The creators or the players? Well, that's about all we know. <laughs> um, they also said the game's multiplayer elements will be free to download they presented the multiplayer and I was getting texts and people said Halo still sucks. Yeah, well, it's unfortunately, I think it's a ruined franchise at this point. I think yeah. the minute Bungie got off the train and 343 did its best, they did a Heroes. <laughs> I, I, I know I can say it, but I won't. Uh, they're trying their best, whatever. It's just, you know, last Halo game sucked for me. Yeah. That's all. Like, I finished it, though. I bought it. I played it. It sucked. And all these re-releases. Man, oh, man. Like, 343. I talk about video game companies that wronged me in the past. 343 released a game that didn't work. Yeah. For a year. <laughs> it took them a year to implement the fix. I was like, okay. Credit to them. They fixed it. But man, oh man, like how do you release a broken game that has no online components after that was the major component of Halo 2 was online. Yep. <laughs> like, uh, also man. announced at the showcase, Forza Horizon 5. Uh, Forza Horizon 5, which will be based in Mexico this year, um, was announced. When's it out? When's it out? Uh, When's no it date. Out? No date. Oh, you're shitting me. Yeah. Damn it. I love I love Horizon. The the funniest thing though right now, it might be fixed. But Horizon servers broke for like a couple weeks. Yeah. Horizon 4. Their servers broke and we couldn't play multiplayer. You had to try and log into European or like the North American servers crapped. Mm -hmm. And Horizon's Twitter account was basically we know it's broken, don't tell us, don't open any more tickets. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> It's due sometime this week, this year, sorry. So that's that. Uh, Stalker Ooh. 2. Zombies, all the rage. Stalker 2. It's based in Chernobyl um, because, you know, why not? Uh, that will be released April 28th, 2022. 
uh, Back for Blood. Um, it's a Valve's or Microsoft's take on Valve's uh, Left for Dead launches October twelfth. Um, like we mentioned, Sea of Thieves, A Pirate's Life, uh, Far Cry Six. Um, we've seen a bit more of Far Cry Six that is due October seventh. Uh, twelve minutes. Microsoft's unusual story-based game, Twelve Minutes, will launch August nineteenth. It includes performances from James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, Willem Dafoe, and more. Interesting. Yep. Outer I'll Worlds bet you that 2. Chernobyl. Oh, sorry. Outer what? Worlds 2. I'll bet you that Chernobyl game was they were watching the show and they thought, wouldn't it be cool if I had zombies? Yeah, probably. Outer Worlds <laughs> 2. Um, it got announced with a launch date. Uh, I don't have it in front of me, but uh, another... Bethesda studio thingamajiggy. Well, is it Bethesda now? I yeah. guess they got bought by them again. It's still right? Bethesda. It, it doesn't matter. Well, it was the team that made New Vegas. Yeah. Obsidian. Yeah. And then they got purchased by Bethesda again yeah. after all this. So they yeah. became Bethesda, but it was basically a far, uh, a Fallout 4 ripoff. Yep. Yeah. But it was a good game. It's a good game. Like I, I didn't finish it, but I definitely took a look into it because it was on Xbox Game Pass. Yep. Redfall. Uh, co-op shooting game planned for 2022. Fight Simulator plus Top Gun. X Top Gun. See, Top Ugh. Gun stuff. Because remember, the sequel is the due movie. in November. Yep. Um, then the Xbox fridge was talked about a little more. Oh, come on. Really? So yep. does Kentucky Fried Chicken present in this fucking E3 I know, right? thing too? Like, I know, right? Come on, man. <laughs> so there you go. That is everything that has We're been real. announced from Microsoft, and could stuff could still be happening, but that I I am not looking anymore. Man, well, you know, Xbox beer fridge. Come on. <laughs> you know what the sad part is, Phil? That's my takeaway from Xbox's presentation. Not Starfield, oh. not anything else. Their yeah. beer fridge. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's legit, man. That's legit. And again, like I'm excited about other stuff, but like you know, it, it's man. Yeah. Well. Uh, it, and doesn't E3 go on like for a while more? Like it officially oh, yeah. didn't start until Saturday. No. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. This is all just being prepped because apparently the E3 people had to re-edit a whole bunch of videos because they included PlayStation 5 stuff. And PlayStation like came along and said, no, yeah. we're not taking part in E3 at all. At like, all yeah. You guys are done for us. So please remove anything that you think is advertising for us because we didn't authorize it type thing. So yeah. it's interesting because other companies are going forward and obviously talking about PlayStation stuff. Yep. You know. Yeah, the it's game fun. that I'm looking forward to the most right now is Elden Ring. I think that's the one that I'm really looking forward to. Hmm. Oh, Tiny Tina for me. Oh, and Tiny. But yeah, I, I, I want to see what the game is actually like. Like, yeah. we've just got the the marketing. Exactly. Right? This is the so, marketing stuff. Yeah, and and here's the thing, right? Like I was talking about with Battlefield, there's there's times where you see stuff and you go, well, that's a cutscene. And then there's times when it's gameplay and it looked to me like a lot of the battlefield stuff was cutscene type yeah. thing. But I do stand corrected because they say it's gameplay. 
but as well with uh, Ratchet and Clank, the new one, the Rift Apart, I was felt like I was watching a cutscene, and then I was actually playing. Yep, exactly. And it was such a seamless transition with these SSDs that I was like, the crap. There was no load screen. There was nothing. I, it's the graphics are exactly the same. Yeah, exactly. So it's a crazy world that we're living in. This is yep. next gen, baby. It is next gen. We'll see. We'll see what's going on. Again, we'll, we'll do a post E3 and kind of talk about what we are actually looking forward to. But so far, I just have a couple titles here. But you should let us know what you like, what you're looking forward to, what you expect from E3. And Phil, tell our listeners how they can get a hold of us. Of course I will, because Boris and I are next gen on the It's Canon podcast. You can track us down at www.itscanonpodcast.com. You can hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at It's Canon Podcast. You can email us at show at itscanonpodcast.com. You can basically find the It's Canon Podcast anywhere where you find podcasts, even Audible. It's, it's insane. So if you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe. And uh, if the platform allows it, please leave a rate and review. We greatly appreciate all the time and efforts you guys spend to be with us. Yep. As Phil said, we do appreciate it all. We appreciate everyone listening to the show, whether it's the first time, the second time, or the hundredth time. I just want to thank you so much. Because it is the It's Canon Podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things geek, the podcast where we talk about all things pop culture. And Phil, you know what the best part of it all is? It's all in canon, baby. That's right. It's the It's Canon Podcast. He's Phil. I'm Boris. Good night. <laughs>